Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Pastor Kathleen Panning. Kathleen Panning, who has been an ordained minister for over 35 years, brings her experience to your ministry. Be it energizing your staff or working through conflicts with your faith community. So now, please welcome the host of A Flame Ministry, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Welcome. This is A Flame Ministry, and we are here as we always are on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. And I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and this is a show about ministry. It's for those who are professional leaders in ministry, pastor, priest, rabbi, imam, uh, deacon, elder, whatever your title may be, uh, as well as for those who have leadership positions within a faith community, uh, maybe an elected position or volunteer. And we sometimes focus on uh, trying to bridge the relationships between various faiths and dispel some misunderstandings. And at other times, we talk about issues that are basically common to all faiths because there are issues about people. And my guest today is going to deal with that second uh, emphasis that we have on the show. And my guest is Hugh Ballou. And Hugh is the transformational leadership strategist and corporate culture architect working with visionary CEOs, entrepreneurs, clergy, and nonprofit leaders and their teams to develop a purpose-driven, high-performance collaboration culture that significantly increases productivity, profits, and job satisfaction through dramatically decreasing confusion, conflicts, and underfunctioning. And that alone is a mouthful. But with 40 years as musical conductor, Baloo uses the leadership skills utilized daily by the conductor in teaching relevant leadership skills and showing leaders in business, religious institutions, or nonprofit organizations the power of creating a high-performance culture that responds to the nuances of the leader as a skilled conductor a skilled orchestra responds to the musical 
director. In his work with social entrepreneurs and corporate executives for 32 plus years, applying his unique transformational leadership concepts, he has developed comprehensive systems and strategies for empowering leadership leading social change. His books, ebooks, online programs, and live presentations have impact on leaders worldwide with his unique and pro- proprietary leadership methodology that integrates strategy with performance unlike the traditional consult model. Hugh, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show today. It's an honor to be on your show, Kathleen. Thanks for the invitation. I'm going to start out with a a very basic question that we don't usually talk about as such, but it's really helpful to do, and that is to ask the question, what is leadership? Well, you know, there's lots of lots of descriptions. If you Google it, there's hundreds of thousands of, of uh, links that you'll find. I um, fundamentally go to a default of a leader is an influencer. Now, having spent a career, and I'm still a musical conductor, the conductor is mis, mis, uh, misconceived by others who are not conductors. They believe that the conductor is a dictator. Well, I got to tell you, I'm standing in front of an orchestra. They're union musicians. They're highly capable people. And I can't, with a little white stick in my hand, make them do anything in today's culture. Now, in the past, there were famous conductors who were pretty, pretty strict. But today's world, we influence people. So they're going to play the notes and they're going to leave after the gig is over. It's a two-hour, two-hour gig. They're going to play and leave. They'll either do mediocre work. Excellent work. So I influence the performance standard of the team. And that model is transportable into any organization. Uh, clergy lead it. They, they influence people. And they influence people not by power of position, but by personal connection. Personal influence is how we lead in today's world. So that is... You know, you talk about in today's world because there was a time within some um, faith communities, at least, where uh, the clergy uh, led by more of a um, I said it, therefore you must do it uh, type of uh, attitude and uh, more of the dictator. Uh, or I'm the one who knows everything, and you know you poor folks don't know anything, so therefore you have to do what I say. So why why does that shift? What what difference does that make, and what happens? Well, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, he had very strong principles, and my wife and I read through the daily lectionary. And it's just numerous occasions where he's very solid on principles. He speaks directly to the truth of the principle. And he, he was not a, a person of international influence importance. He just showed up and he influenced people. Follow me. Um, and just the simple influence, it's a compelling message. Follow me. And people did. They sat on the mountain, thousands of them, spellbound when he was teaching. So just looking at that model, it's an influencer, a teacher, 
and, and an empowerment person. We empower people to have their life, give them a vision, give them a track to follow. So our, our clergy are really servant leaders. I teach transformational leadership, which is in my bio. It was created by Burns and Bass. It's about a culture of high-performing leaders. So our duty and delight as leaders in ministry is to equip the saints for ministry. In uh, my last church I served, and in my first book called Living Spirits, Building Lives, I have a whole chapter where we never used, in this Methodist church in Alabama, we never used the word volunteer. We, can, we figured that was contrary to our theology. God calls us and we step up to a position of leadership. So we call everybody members in ministry. And we had more members in ministry doing more work. So the, the, the staff was charged with empowering them. We were leadership support. And the clergy was first and foremost. The culture is a reflection of the leader. So the leader in that culture said, y'all do it. The, the, the preacher never, never, ever um, gave up their power to, to veto things. We never do that as a leader, but we make it so clear where we're going, and we have so much uh, nurture of the leaders, and we have so much check-in, so many check-in points that we don't have to use our veto power because we have times we can nurture. So there's a big difference in mentoring people and micromanaging. So we found that people performed at a much higher standard when they knew exactly what they were supposed to do, and we gave them the freedom to do it and got out of their way. But we didn't abdicate our authority. We, we empowered them. So that's sort of a uh, long explanation to your question. It, and I think that's a very helpful distinction as well, um, because there's, like you said, there's a difference between empowering and taking that power away from people, which is very disempowering and um then to get anything done, one basically has to become more of a dictator. But that's not from a position of real power um, within the community. Um, it's it's a force, and um, it's it's not the legitimate power of influence. Let me put it to you that way. Um, so no, it's not. And, and in the work of Murray Bowen, who's a psychiatrist that wrote. Uh, Bowen Systems is a leadership methodology with eight concepts of leadership. And in that 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 that, that bio talked about overfunctioning, and part of this is overfunctioning and the reciprocity is underfunctioning. So we wonder why members aren't engaged, then it might be what we set up ourselves and, in ministry as leaders. And I think we need to continue talking about that, what you know, the consequences of of good and not so good leadership. And we will do that, but we have to take our first break. So this is a flame ministry. We are here on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio, and there's much more. So we're coming right back. Stay tuned. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folkstyle Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. 
Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the BBM Global Network. Psychologist, master certified coach and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi-day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents, and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy, and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. Welcome back. This is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio, and you are listening to Aflame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. My guest today is Lou Ballou, the transformational leadership strategist and corporate culture architect. And he works with visionary CEOs, entrepreneurs, clergy, and nonprofit leaders and their teams in a variety of different ways. And before the break, Hugh, we were talking about um, just starting to talk about the the consequences of what happens when somebody is um, a good leader versus when somebody is not such a good leader. You talked about overfunctioning and underfunctioning. Say a little bit more about that, please. Sure. That's what I learned in my 14 years of studying the work of Murray Bowen. Um, my leadership coach was one of his colleagues, um, Roberta Gilbert, who's written a number of books on Bowen's systems. And I really think it's an essential knowledge base for ministry um, because we repeat a lot of the classic mistakes that we've inherited. Some of them are part of the culture. And um, we really need to influence the culture with our leadership with some fresh ideas. How do we engage people? Now, um, you can ch- in, in the Methodist Church, I'm a, I'm a recovering Scottish Presbyterian. I'm a good Methodist now. I'm still <laughs> faithful to both churches, but I'm, I'm faithful to, you know, the Bible first and foremost. And um, So I, I served a church where after eight years, they turned on the pastor, and so there was a rotation. I saw three of them happen, and um, it's a cultural thing. So three different personalities came in and found the, set, the same thing. Um, John Savage, who wrote the book, The Apathetic and Bored Church Member, writes about the consequences in, in his book about leadership. But really, the, the burnout rate with nonprofit leaders in general is about 45%. It's much higher with clergy. And some of the surveys show that one in 10 clergy actually make it to retirement. It's a high-stress job. We contribute to that. And, and overfunctioning is one of them. Uh, Bowen talks about overfunctioning as irresponsible responsibility. So it, it, transformational leadership is predicated. The first rule is we define 
we can take off our plate. There are things that we don't have to do. As a matter of fact, if we learn delegation, which is a skill to be learned, that we can multiply the effectiveness of what happens. So in, in the ministries where I work, the last three churches, when I got there, they were in crisis. And I was not the pastor. I was the music director, middle management, so to speak. My presence there enabled some things to happen for a turnaround. So it was a calling for me to be a problem solver and an energizer for the community. And those were miraculous turnarounds. I was a catalyst for it. I didn't do it. God did it. I was, I was the person called the ministry. So the consequences of, of leadership, um, here's a conductor thing. Uh, what they see in the choir orchestra is what you get. If I'm real choppy conducting, I get real choppy playing. If I'm apathetic on the podium, then I get apathetic playing. So we impact the response, how we lead worship. Um, is It's the central gathering place. And so we mm-hmm. look up worship where we say to people, now stand, now sit, now and you tell them, we're going to read this verse on the Bible, this chapter and verse, and it's already printed for them. We're spoon-feeding. That's a control mechanism. We're in a power position up there. And we're telling them, subtly, don't do anything unless I instruct you to do something. So some of our, some of our habits come out of what we learned, and some of our habits are from insecurity. We're afraid people won't do anything instead of giving them the opportunity to respond. So we teach people in very subtle ways. Um, how how we want them to treat us and how we want them to behave. And we do have profound leadership, those of us that lead ministries. We have profound impact on people's lives. And so just realizing that, and, and like teachers, I was a teacher for part of my career. I, in, in the church, I was a teacher all the time. I did children's choirs and adult choirs. We te- mm. We're teachers. We're, we're, in, we're in pastoral care ministry. We're in Christian education. Right. So no matter where we fit, we're doing the service, but we impact people's lives. I think first and foremost, just to look at our duty and delight and our responsibility for where we fit in ministry. Uh, I mean, you have said so many different things right here, Hugh. Um, You know, how can a current clergy person regardless of what faith they may be, begin to step back and take a look at what's happening within their congregation and their leadership style. What's one thing that they can do to start with that? I think having a, I always had a a group, uh, a feedback group in my churches, and I would choose three people who had nothing to do with music. One with music and two that didn't, because my work was to impact all those people who were not in the choir. If I just want opinion from the choir, that's one-sided. So we, we want to get opinions, and we want to get opinions outside of our discipline. So for clergy to only consider clergy for coaches, only consider clergy for planners and, and culture developers is a mistake, because it's an insider thing, and we, we tend to repeat the same things. Um, so to, to have people who are different, different age, different gender, um, different generation, you know, to give us a different walks of life, give us some, some feedback. So having a, um, having a, a feedback group just to, that are in the church to give you some opinion on what they see from their perspective. Now, a lot of us are afraid to get opinions from people because we may not like them. We feel insecure. Mm-hmm. 
or we feel like if they give an opinion, then we have to do it. So we set the parameters for the conversation. I'd like to get your input. It may or may not be show up in the final result as you stated it, but it will be a part of my thinking in revising the ministry of this church. So they can feel like they've had an opinion and to stay in touch with people that you're going to validate their opinion by listening to it. So there's, yeah. there's ministry is based on relationship. Leadership is based on relationship. The central yeah. piece of those. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot more for us to unpack here with all of this, but we have to take another break. So this is uh, BBM Global Network and Tune in Radio. You're listening to A Flame Ministry, and stay tuned because we have a lot more to talk about with you and leadership. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations. Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration, plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Baby boomers face many challenges, and sometimes you have to reinvent yourself in order to stay on top. Sharon Ball, nurse practitioner and Christian life and wellness coach, can help. Sharon has written a book called Reinventing Yourself Today, and it can help you through the pangs of changing the course of your life. Whether you are looking to stay on track with new goals, a sensible program to help you shed unwanted pounds, or a full kick-butt life reinvention, Sharon can work with you. Follow your passions and live each day according to your dreams and free yourself from the expectations of others. Sharon comes from the heart and shares her own personal journey to reinvention with her clients. Other self-help books inspired her, but few gave her the steps to improve her life, so she created a plan that works. Stress no more. Let Sharon Ball open the door. Sign up for a complimentary life reinvention consultation today at tinyurl.com forward slash get started for free for more of what life has in store. Welcome back. We are here on uh, a flame ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. We are on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. And my guest today is Hugh Ballou, uh, and he is the transformational leadership strategist, working with nonprofits and clergy and other social entrepreneurs uh, around the topic of leadership. And before the break, Hugh, you were talking about. Um, you know, having this this group of people that um, a lead a clergy person can get some feedback from, and you know how important that is for us to be able to hear how things are going from those um, not only you know who are like us, other clergy, but an outside perspective as well. And how might, um, say a little bit more about what a group like that might look like 
for a, a, a clergy person, a pastor, rabbi, whatever? Um, well, any leader. Um, yeah. Um, it's, there's, there's a um, dynamic, especially with clergy, that people don't want to tell you what, what, you, what you should hear. They want to tell you what you what, what they think you, you want to hear. And certainly don't want to say anything negative. So I recently recruited a group like this, and I said, I do not want a yes person. I want a person that's going to tell me um, what I need to hear and will tell me where I need to do course corrections. So I think setting the parameters is very important. And there's still people that just they, they hold clergy in high regard, but we're not on a pedestal. And if we are on a pedestal, it hurts when you fall off. Cause it, <laughs> yeah. So, so setting, setting the rules for engagement, I think, is important. You have permission to speak the truth in love. And we certainly don't want mean-spirited people, but speaking the truth in love sort of sets a paradigm that people ought to understand, or it's a good teaching opportunity. Um, and then there's another that, – so that's a, a feedback group that's in the congregation. There's another group, a mastermind group, <clears throat> that would be peer-to-peer – where you each show up and you help each other uh, with solving problems. So there's different protocol, but, but I've got a problem and, and then you're on the group and they give you answers and then somebody else takes a turn. So I find it helpful to have people outside of the discipline. You, you know, if you have a bunch of clergy, it's going to be skewed one way, but have people who are certainly supportive of what you're doing in Christian ministry or whatever kind of ministry that you're in. Uh, they understand your channel, but they also understand good sound business principles, leadership principles, things that would be helpful. And it's it's also good that the group set its own parameters. What are the rules of engagement? And part of the, the Bowen Systems teaching is to set some guiding principles. How do we operate? What are some principles? And I spoke about Jesus always having very strong grounding in the principles uh, of, of his, his teaching. I think the other... A big shortfall of leaders is they don't, for the organization, I don't care what kind of organization, and it needs to be a roadmap. Here's where we're going, and, you know, here's how we're going to get there. That's a, that's a vehicle for member engagement. People know where they can plug in. They know where we're going. They know how to support the ministry. So it's a, it's a commitment. Our faith is a commitment of discipline, writing it on paper and saying this is where God's leading us. Now, the other fallacy for bad leadership is, oh, we're going to work out a vision for our ministry and a mission for our ministry. Our mistake is the Great Commission is not a mission. It's a, it's a non, it's not a choice. It's, it's a mandate, a doable mandate. Our mission for our congregation is what are we going to do when we make disciples? So one big mistake is not having that roadmap and everything's in our minds. So people, we're actually fostering confusion and setting up conflict because people are going to do what they think they ought to be doing rather than what we've agreed on mutually. And another big mistake is say, we're going to work out a vision statement together. What identifies our ministry? I don't see anywhere in the Bible that God gave a vision to a committee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, We could talk a lot about that one, (laughs) but um, I want to pick up a couple of points before we go into that type of thing. Um, One thing, you know, to have this kind of feedback, uh, the clergy person uh, or professional in ministry, whatever that title is, has to have enough self-confidence and um, Mm – 
enough sense of self to be able to hear things that he or she may not like. And so that, you know, there needs to be that that internal growth that we also go through uh, to to be able to to take that uh, and to look at ourselves honestly and uh, also with love um, and to be able to continue to grow as leaders. And the second thing, as you're talking about all of this, I'm thinking back to uh, two things. Um, one was a uh, a senior pastor who came into uh, a new senior pastor or lead pastor who came into a congregation and then did not sit down with the rest of the staff to say, this is my vision for where we're going or what I see for this congregation and just left that as totally, you know, where to go, how to do, how to follow this lead pastor. It was not at all clear for the rest of the staff. And then the third thing was that something I experienced for myself is I was never taught leadership in seminary. There were a lot of things I was taught, but leadership skills were nowhere in the curriculum. There wasn't there was, I think, one elective course on some type of administrative stuff, but nothing at all specifically about leadership. And I know seminaries and theological schools have so many, so many required things about the theology, biblical understanding, scriptural understanding, uh, pastoral care, those kinds of things. But there's a total vacuum about learning about leadership. So, you know, the things you're talking about in many ways are a consequence of some of those things. And um, as far as what happens within the church uh, or, or, you know, any kind of faith community. But, uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of pieces we can pick up with that, but we have to take another break. <laughs> These breaks come so sure. soon and so quickly. Um, this is a, a Flame Ministry. I'm your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. We have more to talk about with leadership, including about how th- the consequences of leadership on church decline or church growth. So stay tuned. We're coming right back. Master of Words, Powerful Player. What life-changing words can Dr. Janet Smith-Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever. Transform your rage into right action. Release your guilt. Position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace. All quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously, with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life. 
There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Welcome back. We are here on uh, Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and we are on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio, and my guest is Hugh Ballou, and we're talking about leadership. Uh, and Hugh has been a musical conductor of an orchestra and applying um, the skills and the, the role of a conductor to uh, leadership with, of clergy and other leaders within congregations as to how to be a leader as in the sense of influence to bring out the best in people and in the ministry. And before the break, Hugh, um, you were talking about um, you know, what happens, um, some of the problems that happen when somebody is not a good leader. But why do these church leaders need to learn new leadership skills in this day and age? And what's the consequence of not doing that on you know, membership and decline and the things that we're seeing with a, a lot of decline in churches? Ah, that's a good question. And let me let me give a quick explanation of my title, Transformational Leadership Strategist. I don't see myself purely as a coach or consultant. I'm a transformative agent. So we transform ourselves, and then we can transform the, the, the entities that we lead. So it's the integration of strategy and performance. That's what a conductor does. And so um, it's how do we build a, a plan? I would not step in front of a choir or an orchestra without a piece of music, and they know where we're going. So then, then I'm fully free to be creative and interpret the plan. So unlike what some people think is you write the plan, you restrict your creativity. No, it empowers your creativity. So um, you, you had said before the break that, that, that leadership is not one of the topics commonly covered in seminary. And I understand why. It's a very broad and deep and complex topic. But, but the absence of leadership creates problems. The, ab, the absence of understanding leadership, understanding self. And so I created a podcast called 31 Days to Becoming a Better Leader. I'm 74 this year. I'm learning leadership every day. It's it's a it's a ever expanding body of knowledge that we learn and we digest and then we rehearse. I'm a musician. I rehearse, and so to say I know it, I know leadership is dangerous. So mm-hmm. it's it's sort of cataloging what we don't know. But leadership and, and I interviewed Cal Turner for my book Transforming Power, and he went to his uh, leadership team at Dollar General and said I got this job because I'm the son of the founder. 
as president and CEO. You've got the skills. Let's go public. Mm. I've got to, I've got the vision. You've got the skills. So the preacher, the leader, is not supposed to know everything. The leader has good Amen. questions. So if if um, if you go to betterleader.me, betterleaders, what we want to be, dot me, that leads to my podcast, 31 Days. And there are things in that 31 Days that you might not expect would be under the umbrella of leadership. And so it talks about transformational leadership as a culture of high performance. It talks about Bowen Systems, B-O-W-E-N, which is understanding self. And I think it's one of the essential uh, methodologies for ministry, understanding self. So we show up like we showed up in our family of origin. So not having a strategy is really for any business. And church is a nonprofit business. We have to manage the books, be good stewards, of, good stewards of all the resources that God's given us. And so the, the principles of business are really formatted differently in ministry. But there's a discipline to that. And we take out all the greed stuff and all the focus on profit, but there are certain rubrics of running an organization that are really important. And so Cal Turner said to me in the interview, it's not leadership is defining your gaps and finding good people to fill those gaps. I create lots of content. I don't like going and proofing it. I have a proofer, an editor that helps me there. That doesn't weaken my ability to be a leader, to have someone that's, that loves doing that, that's really good at doing that, and empowers me to do more writing. And so mm-hmm. to think about our, our skills and our gaps, I, I go away from strengths and weaknesses. It doesn't make me weak, but that's not my top skill. It's a gap right. that someone else can step up to their passion and ministry. So every time I overfunction in ministry, I'm robbing the opportunity to perform to their passion of any member in this congregation. Yeah, there's that old saying, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I think that's part of this mindset is that I have to be able to do everything because I'm as the giver. But when we don't allow somebody else to use their gifts, we're disempowering them and we're taking away from who God has created them to be. And trying Amen. to, Amen. in a sense, make ourselves into little omniscient, um, you know, omnipresent beings who's supposed to know and do everything, which never works anyway. <laughs> and so, uh, and it does lead to a lot of stress and strain and burnout because other people see our gaps, even when we don't. Um, so it's, you know, it's really important what you said to be able to see that as strengths and gaps and let somebody else come in with the gifts that God has given them to, to do that part of the ministry as uh, you know, everybody, a minister type of idea. I actually use skills. This is my number one skill and here's a gap. So people okay. can fill in the gap, the, the gap. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I interviewed Bishop William, William Willimon, who's got 60 plus books in print. Um, for for an article wrote on conflict, and he said in that he's now back at Duke Divinity School as dean there, but he said a clergy as as a culture avoid conflict, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's important for us to confront when things are out of balance. Confront means with your front. It doesn't mean we assault somebody or insult somebody. You know, when I'm drinking orchestra, the trumpet's too loud in rehearsal. I stop and say, trumpet, that's too loud. Take it down one dynamic level. 
they're not offended. Mm -hmm. I have identified the balance thing, which isn't their fault. They play in a loud instrument and they're in the back. They can't tell the balance. So if I don't stop and say, okay, let's adjust this, um, I'm perceived as a poor leader and it really affects the morale of the whole organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a really good way to put it. And, and it's how we do that uh, is, is really important too. Because you didn't, you know, the way you talked about that, it's not a way of demeaning them and saying, you folks don't know what you're doing and how loud you're playing or anything. It's a way of just sharing information. So we have to take another break. <laughs> this is going too quickly, <laughs> Hugh. Uh, um, but we will come right back. This is a Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. And yes, there's more to talk about. So stay tuned. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Welcome back. And we are here on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Um, this is a Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. My guest today is Hugh Ballou, a transformational leadership strategist. And we've been talking about that middle word, leadership, in all of this, Hugh. Um, you know, you're a musical director, a conductor not a pastor. So what has it been like for you in a working relationship with the the clergy where you've been in a congregation? That's a good question. I've, I've had many, many pastors and excellent pastors that I work with. And from a church size of 120 members where I was the organist choir director and there was a pastor and a secretary that said, we do staff meetings that he and I on a sailboat. <laughs> and, and then to a 12,000 member church where the staff meetings were very intense. So we had 
four-day uh, off-site planning sessions three times a year. Um, wow. And we had 200 events a week, and I had 22 musical ensembles. So um, it's essential that the music director and the pastor have this, this synergistic relationship because we impact the total congregation, and the music serves the worship. And so mm-hmm. to understand the theme of the day, in some of the, the Presbyterian and Methodist churches, they didn't follow the lectionary, so to, to understand. But I had a, mm-hmm. I had, when I arrived in Atlanta, I got a notebook on my desk with a full year's worth of sermons, full text for a whole year ahead. Oh, my um, goodness. In my church in Alabama, we planned six months out, and I had the scriptures and the major themes. And many times there were themes woven through the lectionary. So then I could do mm-hmm. my work and, and do my planning. So the that synergy of, it takes a lot more running room for the music ministry to get things in place. You know, planning music, buying the music, teaching the music, getting the people in place. So the, um, the synergy there is essential to building congregations. And the Methodist Church is losing, and like most mainline denominations, thousands of members every week. Yeah. And that's because we haven't really learned how to make the church relevant today. We've tried to dumb down to attract the young people, quote, but we're not doing that. And so it's yeah. it's time to take a hard look and look at ourselves. Uh, Richard Rohr, Father Richard Rohr writes books and does mm-hmm. devotions, says transformed people transform people. And so it's really mm-hmm. essential for us to look at ourselves and equip ourselves. It's not the Earl Grey pastor that sits in the the office drinking tea waiting for people to come by. No, no. And, you know, what that whole concept of what's going on with the church decline, I was looking at some numbers just recently, and out of a thousand people who were surveyed, I think this was from Pew Research, like 22% very seldom attended worship, and like 29% never did. So that's over half of the people out of a thousand. Um, Just, you know, absolutely very little or no connection, which means that there's a lot of folks out there who aren't being reached and uh, or who used to come to a worship service of some sort, whether it's Christian, Jewish, Muslim, something else, but that they're just not coming. And why? And something's missing, obviously, in what uh, is happening in most congregations that, you know, it's not reaching people. Um, and we need to find out from those people what's missing. And so it, uh, like you say, that doesn't happen by sitting in your office and drinking tea or coffee or whatever might be. It means getting out into the community. And that's where, you know, all of us are needed to do that. So, and you talk about how, yeah, uh, how leadership is connected with this decline. Say a little bit more about that. It is huge. It is huge. Um, if I want to learn leadership, I could go to the most successful corporate executive and tell me, tell me what you've learned. Or I could go under the bridge for a homeless person who used to be in the workforce and say, what did you do wrong? You know, what would you do differently if you did it again? We can learn, you know, you go to Disney World, the person that knows the most is the guy sweeping the streets, women sweeping the streets. They can take you anywhere and answer any questions because they're highly trained. 
we tend to undervalue the different positions in the church, and everybody is important. And that's that's not unique to the church. But no. um, the 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 my pastors that I worked with delegated um, worship committee functioning. They delegated worship planning. Had full responsibility of liturgy and orchestrating all the parts of worship because they knew I had spent years and years in deep dive studies with Lilly funded foundations to study the theology and practice of, of, of Christian uh, worship. So I understood it. I never did anything without approval beforehand. So having a trusted relationship and then empowering people, what we don't do is double check things. You know, are we coming through? And we don't do that in worship. Worship is the unification of the congregation. Worship is worship is worship. We try to make mm-hmm. it other things. And there's some habits that we have that actually have been destructive over the years. And I particularly, uh, one of the teachers I had who's now deceased told me that children's sermons are a form of child abuse. We, we, we bring them up, tell them a cute story, and we send them off to do something else. And we keep telling them, this is not for you. And those, mm-hmm. those kids never come back to join the congregation. We've taught them this isn't for you. And so that's been a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're trying to make it make it cute, and we sometimes have veiled messages for the others. But some habits like that, there might be a meaningful way to do that. But also there are ways that we do that, things like that, that are, are self-defeating in the long run. So not knowing leadership, not equipping ourselves for Christian service is one of the main reasons I think we have church decline, because leaders are transformational agents. And we have plenty of data in the Bible about transformation. Yeah, and we're either transforming for the better or not the better. And I I don't know that we've ever really – I've never been a part of any uh, study or known of any that looks at how traditional ministry, it could be negatively impacting on people – and and growth. I I mean, we we know these days about uh, clergy abuse and the negative impact that brings. But um, you know, basic just leadership. Um, I don't know of any study like that. But to even see the positive side of that. So we do have to take one more break, um, and we have more to do. So please stay with us because this is uh, a flame ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and Hugh and I are coming right back. So stay tuned. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sale for years or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business. Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy to understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. 
The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network. Welcome back. We are here at um, Flame Ministry, and I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. My and we are on the BBM Global Network and tuned in radio. And my guest is Hugh Ballou, a transformational leadership strategist and corporate culture architect. But we've been talking about uh, leadership within uh, religious organizations. Uh, churches, uh, faith communities of all varieties, uh, and nonprofit organizations as well. And Hugh, we are very quickly running out of time, um, like extremely quickly. So do you have one tip that you can leave us with before we have to say goodbye? Yeah, in the, the words of the famous trainer, um, um, Richard, uh, Dave, um Jim Rohn, um, he says, work on your yourself harder than you work on your organization. His was business speak. So we're always working on self, always work on transforming self. Paul said, uh, the renewal of your mind, you're transformed by the renewing or the renewal of your mind, you know, the translate, translation. So always be working on self, always be studying, always have a coach, a mentor, somebody to help you see your blind spots. They're called blind spots for a real, really good reason. So remember the words I quoted, transform people, transform people. We are transformative agents. We influence people positively or negatively. We get to choose. So I would yeah. I would want to be on the top side of that. And of course, studying leadership, I have this podcast that's got a lot in there's a lot of other information in there, betterleader.me, which is my gift to people who want to do some self-improvement. I thank you, Hugh. It's been a, a real pleasure having you here. And we could go on talking for another hour about all of this, I am very sure. So maybe sometime in the future you can come back and we can continue the conversation. But um, thank you for today. It has been... It opened a lot of doors and a lot of windows, hopefully, for those who listen to this, especially given the current circumstances within most faith communities of decline and tensions. And uh, right now with uh, the, 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 the COVID-19 virus that we're dealing with, but um all of this plays into the realities of what it means to be a leader. How are we influencing people today? And so that's uh, 
part of what we need to talk about. So to get a hold of you, uh, listen to his uh, podcast, betterleader.me, M-E, to hear about things that he does. Um, You can also find him at uh, www.hughballoo, and H-U-G-H, B as in Bravo, A-L-L-O-U dot com uh, are ways to get in touch with uh, Hugh and learn more about what he does. Um, and uh, also, Sinner uh, Vision is uh, an organization that you have uh, and um uh, to to get to sinnervisionleadership.org um, uh, and that's S-Y-N-E-R vision.org uh, are places to learn more about the leadership that Hugh does. And to get a hold of me, please go to my Facebook page, which is Aflame Ministry Consulting on Facebook, and also my uh, website, aflameministryconsulting.com, and aflame is A-F-L-A-M-E, like on fire, um, getting ministry to be on fire with God's love is the idea with that. So I always end the show by asking everybody to every single day find three things, at least three that you're grateful for. And sometimes that can be challenging, but to start with three and then build on that each and every day. And then then also find one way, even if you're sitting at home alone and not able to be in touch with people the way you're used to, one way to share a little bit of God's love today. So those are always my challenges to everyone. So until next time, God's blessings and God's love to each and every one of you. Come back next week for another show. Take care. This has been a Flame Ministry with your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Tune in each week as Kathleen guides you through the many challenges that face our faith-based communities today as she ignites the ministry of your faith community so that more people can hear the message of God's love on Kathleen Panning's A Flame Ministry. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.